Hello there, honorable Hoffheads. This is John in the Edit Bay, coming at you with another Echo Base Nights. According to the schedule that my co-host Ian created, we're supposed to be bringing you a regular episode with discussions about all sorts of Star Wars stuff. However, while I was out and about on the town, a wild bus appeared, and it used being a bus, and it was super effective against my Toyota Corolla which is weak to bus-type buses. And because of this random encounter with a bus, we were unable to record a full-length episode for you. But luckily for us, the Star Wars Resistance trailer dropped, the newest offering in the Disney Star Wars cartoon experience. So Ian, my co-host here at Hot Topics, and I hopped on Discord, loaded up some YouTubes, and got down to watching the darn thing. So please, accept our humble offering of this Echo Base Nights review and reaction to the Star Wars Resistance cartoon show trailer. Alright Ian, what, what are we doing today? Uh, on, on this Echo Base Nights. Well, John, they just recently released, I'm going to call it a teaser, for Star Wars Resistance. Uh, what, what do you know about this Star Wars Resistance? Well, up until now, I really didn't know much. Uh, it, it was announced that it was going to be a thing. I remember us like mentioning it mm, back in like the solo, uh, the pre-solo show we did. Mm-hmm. And I think the only thing we we really got out of it at that point was a still image of the logo, which was just of BB-8, an ocean and blue sky, and a very small uh, fighter craft of some sort. And that was all we knew about it, really, uh, for a while. Uh Looking at this now, uh, we learned uh, we learned more things. Mm-hmm. Just a few more. So, what uh, appears to be the case, uh, based on the trailer itself, um, we have a, a new young protagonist by the name of Kaz. Uh, his full name is Kazuda Shiono. I guess I can't pronounce words. Uh, but he is a pilot, supposedly, that is recruited by the Resistance to perform some sort of a spy mission. Um, and he's sent to uh, something called the Colossus, which, uh, based on what I've found, uh, is some sort of fueling platform on some hey. unknown ocean planet. Yeah, and because this is Star Wars and all we see is ocean, we can safely assume that it is an ocean planet. Yeah. yeah there, that's... there are no biomes in Star Wars planets. Single biome. Single biome planets. Um... I know when they first started talking about the show that uh, they were saying that there was it was going to have a huge uh, anime influence uh and I don't remember if that was us just saying it or somewhere else I read it, so I can't uh, can't source it that it was going to have a kind of Miyazaki style influence. Right. I I remember hearing that too, and I think when we f- when this f- 
trailer first dropped and I saw the kind of cell shaded art style because I was expecting the the Miyazaki sort of influence, I lost like I didn't take the trailer as seriously as I did on my second viewing. I will say that uh, did you ever see the Studio Ghibli or Ghibli film uh, Porco Russo? I did not. So Porco Russo takes place just after World War One in uh, the Adriatic Sea. I always thought it was the I thought it was the Caribbean, um, but I think that's because I got Tailspin confused with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Tailspin also a great early aviation on the in the frontier show, except with characters from the jungle book i don't know it was it's a weird show um <laughs> but I, I can definitely see in in some like the the uh the shots that we see in this teaser uh the the influence of of porco russo in that and it's mostly porco russo is a very and most miyazaki films are very vibrantly colored mm-hmm. and 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 the the cheap uh cheap throwaway connection is that there's airplanes over water, which is most of Porco Russo, which has a pig as the main character. He doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah, so uh, uh, on the art style for a second, <laughs> like the, the cell shaded kind of thing, it's becoming more popular lately. And it's a s- art style that I have trouble with. Uh, but the the more I watched the trailer, the less it bothered me. And I had the same issues with the art style when Clone Wars came out, and I ended up really enjoying Clone Wars. And then when Rebels came out and they changed it up again, I had issues with that, and then I ended up really liking it. So I guess my, my point here uh, for anybody listening who might be thrown off by the 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 art style choice just like give the actual show a chance because once you do you know you you might find that well it's, it works really for well. me it took me like almost two seasons of clone wars to finally get used to that art style and i think it took them uh two seasons to kind of nail down their style right you wanted to do um uh I guess the only way I can really describe it is like the very, very geometric uh, drawing style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Obi Wan's. Like anytime they did like someone's hair or beard, it was it wasn't like a flowing beard. It was a very geometric shaped and polygons. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the the style for Resistance, I I have a huge problem with. I cannot get into shows that have this semi 3d semi cartoon almost uh oh i want to say flash look to it mm-hmm. um because i see that in a lot of people they or a lot of shows that use this it's it's an excuse for lazy animation um which i i haven't seen enough of the of resistance to make like a clear uh, opinion on how they'll do it. I'm assuming because it's Disney, they're not going to cheap out on animation. 
Um, a lot of the characters that we've seen are very expressive, uh, which is something I don't see a lot of in that art style. Um, in the animes that use it, mostly the Netflix animes that use it. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how how it uh, will play out. If it will grow on me, or if it um, or if I'll, uh, it will turn me off to the show completely. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been I've been looking around on on our Twitter page and kind of scrolling through, and I, I'm seeing you know like t- I'm I'm seeing a a a division start to form by people who don't like the art style and people who like the art style, and then uh, you know I've seen some people who are like you know you know getting a little aggressively defensive about the art style. And I, I understand both sides. Like uh, what, what I would kind of want to see is people, you know, if it, the art style is an important factor and, and some people are going to have, you know, uh, are, are going to be turned off by it. But so to the people who are like defending it with some vigor, I would say, Hey, you know, understand that, the the art style is an important factor in the show and be okay if people aren't okay with it. Mm-hmm. And inversely, you know, what I would say to people like you and me who are on the fence about it because of the art style, I would say, hey, give the show a chance. You know, a lot of times content can take over. If the content's good enough, you can excuse a art style that you're not so sure about, or maybe, you know, we just haven't seen enough of it yet. Like you said, so my subsequent viewings of the, the trailer, once I kind of got past the, all right, my, my initial reaction to the art style is, is over. I can now kind of analyze what else is in this trailer. Uh, A couple things caught my eye. I want to get your opinion on this. The first thing is (laughs) this seems to be a combination spy thriller and fighter pilot squad epic which is a pretty unique combination, I think, that we don't see a lot of. And it sounds kind of awesome. From from what I got from the trailer, definitely, and we've been told that it's going to be a, a spy thingy. I, I don't feel like this is fighter pilot training school. I feel like it's more of a, a racer school. Or just like a flight training academy in general. See, uh, based on the trailer, because we don't see those ships engage in any combat other than flying through circles, which, uh, you know, is a staple of every video game flight sim. Uh, you seem to be stuck on it has to be a training academy of some sort. Like, I, I think it can just be like a random place that they just happen to be learning how to fly at. the The whole school aspect. I didn't really get from the trailer. You know what I mean? I think we're I got the... the same thing. No, because you're saying that you think it's a a flight academy or some sort of racing school or something. I don't think it has I, I don't think the location itself is just that. You know what I mean? So you're saying you think it's just a place where people fly and are trained by instructors? I'm saying that the entire facility is not a dedicated school. I'm saying that it's a rig that people live on 
and do fueling and flying stuff that people, some people just happen to be training other people at. Okay. I, th- I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. Cause if it, if it, if it does just become a, Oh, Hey, I'm going to flight school to spy on people that that's a little too. What, what I got from it was he's going to a, a neutral flight school to find out who, who can be recruited. Like who would be, who would be interested in joining the resistance or who is interested in joining the, uh, the first order afterwards, sort of like, like a private, like uh, you and I live about three miles from a municipal airport and there's like nine or 10 flight schools that, that are there. So I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's something like that where somebody will get their wings, so to speak. And then from there, choose what to do what like you know just want to be a pilot to be a pilot or be a pilot and have um have experience when figuring out what if they're going to not really i guess join a side because it'd be jo- join the republic air force or the republic navy or resistance well i don't think in in this timeline the resistance is is a big thing I don't think well, it was the, a big thing in the first uh, in the Force Awakens. Well, the entire the entire point of the Resistance is it's operating in first order controlled space. That's why it's a thing. It's funded by the. It's secretly funded by the New Republic, who aren't technically at war with the First Order, technically invading or anything, but they they have their guerrilla force operating illegally within. That was the entire plot of the Force Awakens. But onto the uh, with with the with the flight school thing, like even if it's a neutral flight school or whatever, I the the that to me is is going to be something that if it, it turns out to be like an academy or a school is going to take me out of it. Not not because of you know not because of anything wrong with that particular story. I just think that it's a kind of overdone, overused uh, kind of uh, younger story arc for a younger audience, which I mean, this show is appearing on the Disney channel. So if they go that route, it's obviously not for, it's not intended to be for our age group. But if they go that route of that kind of story point, I, I might be less interested in it just because it's not something it's something I've seen a lot before and it's not targeting my generation as much, which is fine. Like, that's OK. If this doesn't end up being my next favorite Disney property, then, you know, whatever. It's OK. It's 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 not going to be a problem. Yeah, my my biggest concern was that it was going to be a resistance base. And because everyone that they show that is, well, I don't even, I don't even care if younger. it's resistance based. And what I don't want is a show that's about the resistance recruiting kids to fight a war. Like right. I think that sends a bad message. Well, I don't think it's going to be a resistance base either. After what? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying it was. I was saying that's that's what my fear of the show was. Right. What it was going to be. And you know, I these kids have to be late teens 
when you think about it. Yeah, well, I mean, Luke was, what, like 18 or something when he was uh, trying to go off to the uh, Imperial Academy? I believe so, yeah. So, I, I mean, that's that's kind of like the story of Star Wars, though, is you get these young adults, you know, barely, barely out of their teens. Mm-hmm. Indoctrinate them. <laughs> and send them in poorly made starships against battle stations and win. Uh, yeah, slam on the brakes there, buddy. The Empire <laughs> does plenty of taking young people, sending them to academies, and indoctrinating them and putting them in poorly made stuff. Yes, but, but they are, they, much like the blockade of Naboo, they are perfectly legal. <laughs> it doesn't make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I just want to get a sound clip of uh, Newt Gunray just saying it's perfectly legal. <laughs> And I'll just drop that in every time we, we have an argument. <laughs> quick quick side note here. How is that perfectly legal? How is sending a blockade of battleships? Uh, like, I want to, like, I understand that in the universe it was, quote unquote, perfectly legal. But where where was, like, what what flawed law on the books was, was allowed that to be a thing that happened? I, I think it was something about Naboo not paying paying debts or something or like Naboo paying its debts to the trade federation but then the trade federation was you know being secretly controlled by another group and like you know like oh Ian you owe me five bucks so I'm gonna I'm gonna pop your tires so you can't drive anywhere until you get my five bucks like a little bit of an overreaction yeah well I mean you you telling me, hey, you owe me five bucks, give me my five bucks. Yeah, that's legal. You popping my tires would not be legal. Yeah, but but you see, it's perfectly legal. That doesn't... Ah, now you understand. No. <laughs> so what what you'll need to do to, to fight me popping your tires is uh, you'll need to send a strongly worded um, uh, form to <laughs> to the subcommittee of, uh, of of something, and you know, it's like probably gonna have like five titles of of the Republic, um, Congress, uh, you know, and then you know, just wait for the law to uh, justify you or something. I don't know. In it's the meantime, pretty, you'll just continue to pop my tires. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty much why the Republic failed twice. Uh. <laughs> It's failed more than twice. Every time. Um, Resistance. Resistance, yeah. Uh, uh, Let's see, what else did I have? It, it, uh, just the, the, the kind of comedy beats and the character facial animations and the attitude and the dialogue all was what I would have expected from a Disney Channel show. Mm -hmm. Um, the, it was also nice to see some familiar species. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I believe we saw some Klaatu. Klaatu are the... Which ones are the Klaatu? I, I have to Google it, cause, uh, because there's like there's two, there's two species in Star Wars that are introduced in Return of the Jedi. There's the Klaatu and the Nictu. Um, Nictu, I believe. Well, it's 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 from they named them from um, 
the day the earth stood still mm-hmm. which is uh the big robot or the not the robot guy but the uh one of the aliens that was his greeting is Klaatu Barada Niktu gotcha which if I remember right is the words you need to say to open the Necronomicon in Evil Dead I believe that's correct as well or um, if you're if you're Ash it's uh Klaatu Barada some Evil Dead for you guys Army of Darkness. Oh, she is definitely a Nikto. She? I believe it's a she. Uh, the Nikto that I saw was definitely a male. He had the green face with the side horns. You know, I'm not going to presume gender on anybody, Ian. Well, he, I mean, he was speaking and had... That doesn't mean anything. There's a there's that woman who is uh you see her in the trailer she's that she's the same species as one of Jabba's dancing girls. She's kind of like got like purple skin. I can't remember what her species is. Um but we also saw some we also saw a Rodian in there. Uh-huh. You still there? John? Hello? Hello. Ian. Oh, welcome back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, me um, What was the last thing you heard me say? The last thing I heard you say was, I don't assume gender. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what I said after that, but I was trying to remember the name of Simon Pegg because the species that he plays in The Force Awakens was in the trailer. Oh, yeah, the guy who throws somebody off the side of the boat? No, it looked like another merchant. Mm, okay. Is that some BB-8? That, that's yeah, how BB-8. It's BB-8, we know him. There's also a, a, another droid... Uh, who, according to the article I was looking up earlier, is called Bucket. <laughs> I like how they just, uh, as this, the cartoons continue to progress, they, the astromechs get more and more dumpy. Because <laughs> you get Chopper, who doesn't have any panels covering his like his uh, arms, you know, all of his internals. And then now you're gonna have you're gonna have this new guy, which is clearly an astromech with like the dome removed and just the eyepiece there. Well, he he seems to be like as tall as a person, so I'm wondering if he's like some sort of pilot droid. I'm gonna just real quick go back where you said Rodian because I'm going through the trailer again trying to like get the different species. That that's a that's a chubby Rodian. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a big. He's He's been putting on some some weight there. And then in that same scene, so the guy in the in the primary front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you see the 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 violet colored. Yeah. Yeah. She I'm trying to look up her species name. Yeah, it's she's the same as one of the the dancers. Dancers in Java's Java's palace. She is a feline. A feline, huh? That dancer, Rystal Scent, 
is a veteran singer and dancer who performed at numerous venues across the galaxy. She's also only half feeling. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you, uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia is saving our butts. You know, we call ourselves uh, Star Wars fans. We don't even know like what some of the races are called. See, the thing is, like, I can never remember if she was originally in Return of the Jedi or if she was one of the dancers added in the special editions. Uh... I know, right? That's how good of a Star Wars fan I am. Well, I have an excuse being being that I grew up on the special editions, so <laughs> she was always there for me. So a uh, couple other fun little facts. Gwendolyn Christie is going to return to voice Captain Phasma, uh, as well as Oscar Isaac coming back to voice Poe Dameron uh, for the series. I don't know how extensively... Uh, involved those characters will be but it's cool that they're getting the voice actor the original actors to voice Mm -hmm. those characters uh we have a couple other people i'm reading an article on polygon right now that has listed the names uh of some of the other people involved somebody named christopher christopher sean will be playing the main character kaz uh josh brenner Donald Fajan and Jim Rash will also be voicing characters. Uh, Jim Rash, you might remember him from uh, Community. played the Dean. I know the Dean. And Donald Fajan uh, played Turk on Scrubs. Anybody watched Scrubs? He was on that. And um, General Leia Organa is set to make an appearance. Uh, And she will be voiced by Rachel Butera. So... Yeah. And I'm sending you a screenshot. I see the screenshot. Uh, do, you think, do you think that's just the, the helmet design of the helmet? Because it kind of looks a lot like a... Like, like a Kaldoran. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the oh, helmet you know does what? look Kaldoran in style. I don't think it is, because I think whoever that is has very long blonde hair. Uh, I can't really tell from here. It's like a... No, that's part of her... Oh, it's part of her uniform. I don't know. It's... That 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 shot is like half a second long. Yeah, exactly. But we'll we'll find out when when the show comes out. Uh, I'd also the... like to point out in, in this particular screenshot uh, just that um, the four pilots that we see running um... One of them is clearly wearing a jumpsuit covered in sponsors. Uh, oh, the screenshot I sent you, you can't really see it. But the next shot of the Rodian, mm-hmm. there are company logos all over his uniform. That's kind of cool. It's absolutely <laughs> a racer uniform. That's rad. That's pretty cool. Also, there's two symbols on, his, on the main character's uh, ship and on his helmet. That's, it's like a an orange and red circle. Yeah, kind of uh, like a comet looking thing. Yeah, so every, the first time I saw it, I thought I thought that was the open open circle fleet symbol. I'm like, wow, these are old ships they're flying. <laughs> but it kind of looks like on this helmet it's going for the uh the owl eyes kind of look sort of thing that pilots like to do. Cuz uh, on this yeah, helmet yeah. you got the, uh, the they they're more like uh 
the comments are slightly uh, diagonally and pointing towards right. whatever. You know what I'm saying? They kind of look like eyes. Yeah. Um, so um, you had what some else? comments about the ships themselves. Yes. So I don't think there has been any official talk of what the ships are. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, I need to queue up the trailer real quick. This will be a part that I cut out later. I'm going to try to pause something. Just keep talking. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I hate how, like, this trailer's so short, but, like, that means that if I click around, I'm just going to skip over the thing I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, there it was. Let's go back. Go back and Go back and don't autoplay. No, go back and don't autoplay. You're asking a lot. Okay. So, uh, I don't think there's been any official uh, designation for these ships yet. Not that I and, have seen. Uh, but I think since we saw that first uh, uh, teaser image, um, I have been assuming or hoping that uh, Kaz, 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 right? Kaz. Kaz's I'm ship go with Kaz. Looks a lot like a heavily modified Z95 Headhunter from the old canon, mm-hmm. uh, which was basically an X-Wing with two wings instead of the S-Foils. But it kind of looks like um, a clone Starfighter also. Right. Um, what is that called? Oh, also called a Z95. No, that's the wrong ship. No, that's not right. The one's Arc 170? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it, it kind of has like a... It has similar lines to the Arc 170, but it definitely is a lot more reminiscent of the Z95 uh, with its two awkwardly spaced wings and, and long uh, long body like the uh, like the X-Wing has. Look, so given, gonna... given how much new canon stuff likes to reference old canon, yeah. I would not be surprised at all if they walked in and be like, yeah, I built this out of these two ship parts, because it that it looks like a junker. It looks like something that was slapped together haphazardly just to, you know, yeah. make something flyable. There's definitely some ship in the trailer that has very... TIE fighter looking like controls on the inside. But I think they, they the way that the trailers cut it it's cut to make it look like it's inside Kaz's ship, but I'm I'm ninety percent sure it isn't. Um another thing I want to point out that as I was clicking around in here on the trailer and that I believe um uh Star Wars Explained on YouTube brought up was that one of the ships um that you see for like a quarter of a second uh, has has a symbol that looks a lot like the Millennium Falcon kicking up dust, and another symbol that is clearly a Naboo starfighter. <laughs> cool. So I thought that was cool, and uh, Star Wars. I'm giving all credit to Star Wars Explained. I just completely forgot about it. Um, the other thing was there's another ship that they show, uh, basically racing Kaz's ship constantly throughout the trailer. Mm-hmm. that I know I have seen in Star Wars in comics or something before and just before we started recording this episode 
I say just before, uh, we started recording, and then I started remembering I needed to look for this. Um, uh, is that um, I looked for like 30 minutes trying to find an example of, because I could not remember what media I had seen it in. And like, I remember, I remember something like Carillion Gunboat or something like that, and nothing was lining up. And uh, uh, the guy over at Eckhart's Ladder, also on YouTube, uh, posted a video where he's like, I'm pretty sure this is the, a variation of the R41 Star Chaser, which were uh, fighters you could shoot and or fly in in uh, the Star Wars and X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter games, or X-Wing anti fighter games. Though the, the one that's in the game is a lot more angular than the ship in the trailer. But that might just be the limitations of yeah, me, 19... uh, yeah, 1995 Lucas Arts <laughs> games. Yeah. I know when we get done recording, I'm going to go through a, ha- a handful of the Star Wars comics I have, and I'm going to see it flying around in the background. Or this is a ship from a completely different franchise that I'm thinking of. <laughs> in which Both. case, Star Wars, you stole that design. I, bl- I blames you. I think all sci-fi steals from all other sci-fi just a little bit. Like, how many times have we seen the, uh, what is it, Bosk's, his his uniform? Like, that, that same... Oh, that jumpsuit? That same jumpsuit and, like, breast uh, vest combo has been used well, the, a million the, times. The biohazard suit that I that they always wear in Doctor Who is like an also just right off the shelf in every other Star Wars film or not Star Wars uh every other like sci-fi show. Yeah. So not to mention the uh uh a Firefly class ship was in Battlestar Galactica. Huh, awesome. And I believe I want to say a Lambda class shuttle was also in Galactica. If I remember right, I could be wrong. Who knows? I don't know things. I would accuse you of misremembering both those things from Ready Player One, but I know you haven't seen that movie yet. I, I have so. not seen Ready Player One. That is but correct. Both, both uh, the a Firefly class ship and oh, you and know, what? I, the, I think uh, Lambda class shuttle are in that in that as well. Are they really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Lambda shuttles in Firefly. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's where the connection in my brain is. Cool. So, Firefly cool. Galaxy and Star Wars Galaxy uh, are the same thing. It's canon. Wow. You're, there's, you're a, going... there's a there's a note on this image that says it's canon from Pablo Hidalgo. As uh, as the second half of Hoth Topics, I would just like to say that I do not acknowledge what John is saying right now. Please do not send us your hate mail. Uh... <laughs> or just go watch Firefly. That too. Firefly is pretty good. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, I didn't really have anything else, uh, in my notes so far. It was only a minute long trailer. Uh, so great thing about editing is I can like move these around so they make sense. Um, I, uh, I was not excited to see ships flying through rings. Uh, I have bad memories of of every video game that has flying in it having some similar fly fly through this point to learn mm-hmm. how to fly. 
I want it. No, thank you. Take it away. Uh, let's see. What other notes do I have? You want to back off your mic a little bit? No. Okay. And then, of course, uh, I guess the, the last shot is the, the gold-plated First Order Stormtrooper. Um, yeah. Who, who we have background on, or who they've given a little bit of background on, uh, I, I, I don't know what it is. Which is uh, I, I don't know what it is either. Because we're bad. You, you, you telling me about it is the first I've heard about it. Okay, well, may- maybe because it seems to be a lot of people I'm seeing on social media are like freaking out about this. Like, maybe I just made up weeks ago that there was going to be a gold plated stormtrooper in this. And, and there just happens to be like coincidentally, like, I'm not saying I put the character in there because of me. I'm just because I don't know. That's. I could have sworn that they somebody said that it was going to be a uh, a rival to Phasma. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can do some gold. Do do some gold. Do some. Uh, do some. Uh, quick googling. Gold plated first order storm trooper. On a completely random note, and apparently um, the Disney stores are getting a lot of the Toys R Us exclusives. That doesn't shock me. And my cursory glance is showing me that nothing... Well, Everything we'll, just is Phasma. We'll, we'll, we'll call this... Uh, uh, wait. The Golden Bucket Watch? Golden Bucket Watch 2018. And we'll keep everybody posted on all the new information of the stormtrooper with the golden bucket. What are these? I, I found. I found a different guy. Named found Card- a different guy named Cardinal. Was a human male, male stormtrooper who held the rank of captain in the first order. He wore red armor. Maybe this is the guy I was thinking about. He was Phasma's rival in the Phasma. Uh, comic. I guess comic. You yes. mean the book? Yes. It was a novel. You're a novel. Get rooked. Yes, I am quite novel. Thank you. I'd like to point out I'm on Wikipedia, and this thing says the article. This article is about the first order captain. You may be looking for the bird of the same name. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. That's exactly what I wanted. Well, so the thing when when you mentioned that, I looked at it and I was like, I thought it was lighting, you know? I thought it was mm-hmm. just lighting and when when you look at the actual image still in the trailer, he doesn't have a cape on in that scene and as you pointed out, he's missing certain armor parts. So that to me tells but that to me reinforced what you were saying that it's a gold plated. Now we could be completely wrong. Uh, Cause that's what you guys tune in for is incorrect, <laughs> wild incorrect information, incorrect information and wild speculation. Uh, but we will, uh, we will continue golden bucket watch 2018 and get to the bottom of this mystery factually and accurately eventually. All right, John, uh, that's really all I got on the Resistance trailer. Um, 
at the end of the day, what are you thinking? You excited for it or nah, not for you or somewhere in the middle? I'm somewhere in the middle right now. It'll be interesting because I, I've mentioned many, many times on the show many uh, that what I've always wanted was a Star Wars show that didn't focus on the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And like didn't have I'm I'm gonna be so sad when the inevitable disguise for sensitive comes around because I I know it's gonna happen because it's a Star Wars show and it may not be like for sensitivity in the on like the level that Ezra was or something but I bet he's gonna be, that's he's going to be a a lucky pilot and like hey how did you do that he's like oh my instincts just told me to do this thing and then. And then I'm going to be upset. So as long, as long as they don't like have have somebody come in and start training him as a Jedi, sort of thing. So here's here's why I think that's not going to happen. It's because they've already kind of done that with Poe. Like Poe's whole backstory is that he was like born under a force sensitive tree or something. And I'm not making this up. I haven't oh, I read the comic yet, but. Uh, because they've already done that with Poe Dameron, and I don't think it was like super well received. Uh, then again, you know, saying whether or not something is well received in Star Wars these days. Yeah, is, you know, Ahsoka wasn't well received for a few seasons. That's fair enough, but uh, uh, I don't think they'll just directly copy that same backstory onto the new mm-hmm. guy. That's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll but, uh, see. Uh, how, are you, how are you feeling about it? Eh. Ah. Uh, eh. I'm still. I like. There are a couple things that are factoring in. I think I'm going to have the same reaction to this that I did to with uh, Forces of Destiny. Okay. That I recognize that it's not aimed at my audience, and it's probably not going to be something that I hold as uh you know as in as high of esteem as the rest of the Star Wars stuff, but it's still Star Wars. I'm still gonna get something out of it, so I'm sure I'll still enjoy it. Um I'm just I'm I'm not expecting to go in loving it completely. And to be fair, that's what I did with both Clone Wars and Rebels, and I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed both of those shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping my expectations reasonable, um, and just, uh, but I'm still optimistic. What what I think I figured out the right way to explain what I'm hoping for the show is that I'm hoping it's a a high adventure show that just happens to take place in the Star Wars universe. And I understand that they can't do that without connecting it somehow to the movies. But I'm I'm really hoping that the the whole spying for the resistance thing is isn't like the main part of the show. If that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know how uh how likely that's going to be. I think the best you can hope for is a 50-50 split. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a guy in in the show that I thought was Quinlan Ross at first. Yeah, he's got to do the dreads and he's like 
It's like I'll have you. I'll let you be part of my team, but leave the spy stuff at home. Like I don't want to know about it. That's that's kind of how I'm going to go into this. Like I want to be that guy. Uh, well, uh, I mean, obviously we're both going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see come October. Uh, if uh, where this is going to fall in our in our Star Wars, uh, you know, adventure here. Wow. Wasn't that discussion fun? Hey, this is John in the Edit Bay, reminding you that if you ever want to try to get in touch with us, please feel free to send us an email at hothpod at gmail.com. Or, if you're a social network savvy person, you can find us on the Twitter at hothpod. And if you're ever bored, jump over to hottopicspodcast.com, where sometimes we post articles about collecting toys or... How we feel the fandom's doing, and other strong opinions. I've been John and the Edipe, and for all two of us here at Hot Topics, I I don't really got anything else to say there. So, 